Welcome to the Jeff Effect. This is a special edition of the Jeff Effect podcast. And it goes out to all my friends in the UK and Ireland. Now let's, let's you and I talk for a bit. Let's talk about the places where your dad used to sit. You know, there are bars and clubs all over the U.S. You can pay too much for a fancy dram and be seen in those places. Most of the time, it's hard to have a conversation over the pounding techno beats or the rock country music. Young men go there trolling for young women. Young women go there trolling for attention. You know, sure, there are, there are wonderful local bars in America, but they're different. We'd like to think that, you know, we are a nation here in America, that we're a nation of cheers-like bars where everybody knows your name, right? Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. But that's just not how it is. But in the heartland of America, away from the coasts, there are many that might qualify. But still a bit different. At least it is in my experience. The closest I've come is a dive bar on the bad side of town in Phoenix called Warsaw Wallies. <laughs> um, you know, my, if my parents hear this, they are, they are going to gasp in horror. It was a biker bar filled with smelly, black, leather-clad road warriors and gangsters back in the day. Seriously. But once they figured out that this tall kid was underaged, was showing up after work to listen to live blues music, they just started greeting me with a smile and handing me a Coke when I walked in and sat up front to listen to the band. It was, a, it was interesting. It was a place that I shouldn't be, legally or socially. But it was also a place that I belonged in a very meaningful way. I tried to go when the band was uh, Small Paul on the Driving Wheel because they always bought the good stuff. And uh, as you might imagine, picture this if you can, a Small Paul was anything but small. <laughs> I can still picture him nearly as round as he was tall with great big rhinestone bedazzled sunglasses that spelled the word, word cool. <laughs> His eyes looking out at the crowd through the two O's and man, that cat could sing. I felt, I felt like I was in Memphis or on the back streets of Bourbon Street in New Orleans. I'm going to put in a, right behind my voice right here, I'm going to put in a, a recording I have of Small Paul from that time. This, what you're hearing right now is Small Paul playing live in Phoenix from 1986. Just be left in the wrong direction, oh honey, stop this thing, man needs a little love and a faith, yes I do child. Speaking of which, Beale Street in Memphis, I spent about a month there when I was a, a kid, maybe 18, 19 years old. You know, the Beale Street in Memphis and the off-strip joints in New Orleans are what American bars should be. At least they were 30 or 40 years ago, right? Real music being played 
for almost no money by guys who did it because that's just what they do. And that was good enough reason. Today, you know, Beale Street has gone Disney. And so is Bourbon Street. You got people walking around brightly lit streets with yard-long plastic tubes of neon-colored sugar and ethanol dregs as they stumble around. The same canned music, cover bands, sound falling out of every doorway and window behind a masking facade that hides industrial construction. It's almost a cultural sin. I mean that. Everyone says they want authenticity, right? Everyone says they want authenticity. But everybody buys Disney. You know, even old Warsaw Wallies has become gentrified as Phoenix grew up into be a big city. It's a cartoon version of a Barker Bar these days. You know, you can, you can uh, pull up in your $50,000 motorcycle. It's a place for wealthy salesmen and accountants to go when they want to feel edgy. Um, and the Cosmopolitan and uh, Lemon Drop Martini will be served to you very cold. It's not the same. You know, you can still find the odd place, you know, real people in real American bars, places that still look, you know, feel, taste, and smell like America with everything that comes with that. And you know what? It's kind of beautiful. You know, likewise, you know, there are touristy Disney pubs in London. I've seen a few of them. I've been in a few of them. These Disney-esque pubs in London, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're houses of cultural cliché. You know, they're festooned with pill boxes and bright red phone booths removed to the indoors. And they're set about with bobby hats and beef eater regalia. And you know, They serve greasy pseudo-fish and chips with cheap malt vinegar and beer in comical glass mugs. This is not what I'm talking about. The real pubs and public houses strewn about the British islands, you know, they're different. I've visited some of those places. I've visited them with some of you. You know, some of my friends and business associates listen to this podcast, and I've been to some of these pubs with you guys. You know, I've gone about the town, sometimes just stumbled into a few of my own, you know, all by myself. And I've been welcomed warmly, charged a fair price, and offered a kindly seat. I have been invited to sing along, handed an instrument, and become a part of the chorus in a town among the hills overlooking Newcastle. Here am I, a stranger, and it's like I was born there. Amazing, amazing experience. I've uh, been slipped a special local dram that they keep in the back shelf on the back streets of Edinburgh while the purple lights of a rooftop hotel bar glared from across the street shining down on us. No, looking down on us. And I've never felt so good not being a part of the in crowd. I was surrounded by the kind of people the gentrified people in the town sniff at and never felt more welcome and at home. <sighs> yeah, damn it all. You know, 
I woke up this morning and I started reading about all the new regulations and restrictions in the UK, and I saw several articles about it, and I just don't have the heart to read them to you. I don't even have a heart to read the headlines. New regulations and restrictions, new lockdowns, and folks, I get it. I really do. But you know, half my brain is an economist. I know that every regulation and every restriction foisted by the high tables do not hurt the folks with access to government loans, government subsidies, and public political favor. For them, it's a marginal year. An annoyance on their balance sheets easily explained to, to stockholders and boards of directors A few more months of lockdowns is not going to diminish the margins or slow the construction of beveled glass mere cocktail towers with overpriced sound systems. But it's not those kinds of places that make us who we are. It's the places kids go. You know, let me give you something that's going to be a little bit controversial, probably. There is nothing wrong with being British. There's nothing wrong with being Welsh or Scottish or Irish. There's nothing wrong with being American for that matter, though I fear I may have lost a few of you with that statement. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It doesn't matter how you feel about the current crisis. But the truth is, Parliament is not the UK. London is not England. Used to be. It's not anymore. The EU is not Europe. Washington, D.C. is not America. New York, L.A., San Francisco, they're not America either. They think they are. Actually, they think they're better than America. They're not. The, the real people in the U.K., the real Americans, do you know who they are? Of course you do. They are the folks in the neighborhood pubs and the small jazz and blues bars where the lords and ladies just don't go. They're the places that senators drive past quickly in locked limousines. These are the places where culture is found without the sanitized Disney-esque taint. I have never met a man from the British Isles worth a penny who did not have a pub he loved and a story or two to tell about it. And I just think we're in danger of losing too many of those places. The the highest French cooking today is built on the foundation of peasant tables. The most famous musicians in the world play tunes written on rickety wooden tables by hidden common geniuses. They're so devoted to the craft that they've gone days without a shower. The funny thing is, that's where we get the word funk, as in funk music. Heck, the word jazz comes from CD brothels. The Beatles formed on the working class streets of Liverpool and came together as a band playing in tiny concrete clubs for hours and hours on end in the red light districts of Hamburg. That's where they they learned to be a band. 
My hero, one of my greatest heroes, Ray Charles, learned to play the piano at the Red Wing Cafe where he and his mother stayed, slept on the floor because they were homeless. of industrial high-tech and entrepreneurship that the founders started working in a garage somewhere. But there's a truth that the great works of innovation in art and culture over the last 200 years or so were born in the small corner coffee houses of France, the hard scrabble taverns of America, and the public houses of England, and every other place like it. You know, in, in America, I'm a bit optimistic. I, I think that many of these small places will survive. You know, we are a rowdy and rebellious bunch, and my friends across the world probably nod their heads in agreement at that. No matter how many masks our politicians wear before the media cameras, genuflecting and patronizing us with their noble-sounding, politically-corrected words delivered like a parody of a Baptist Sermon on the Mount, and while all the while they're sneaking out by the day to go to their little day spas and private cocktail receptions to mingle with their fellow elites, no matter how many times they do that, we know that they're hollow and shallow. And no matter how many levers of power that are at their disposal, America is just too darn big. You know, may, maybe they can rule the big cities on the coast with an iron fist. The common man in the rural areas will find his way back to where America lives. UK, United Kingdom. You're a much smaller place. There are far more CCTV cameras keeping uncomfortable watch. There are fewer articulated rights to restrict the grasp of the powerful and the government agencies. I think it's going to be a little bit harder to get back to the pubs. And I worry if there will be many pubs left when you do. Here in the U.S., this is Thanksgiving week. It's actually the day before Thanksgiving when I record this. But it is Thanksgiving week in 2020, right? The year of the mask. 2020. The year of the mask. Masks on the faces of the politicians. Masks on the faces of both the healthy and the sick. Masks covering the identities of the looters and the rioters. Masks keeping us further and further apart in deep and meaningful ways. But still, but still, I'm grateful for all the moments. And I'm grateful for all the places that those moments happened. My dear brothers and sisters of England and Ireland and Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland, all of you, 
through the restrictions, they have been renewed. They may even save a life or two. But while you are there feeling safely tucked in behind those locked doors with packaged meals and bottled spirits ordered from apps delivered neatly to your door, remember. Remember that there may be something slowly dying down the street on the corner where your dad used to sit. And it might be important. I leave you with Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men the last wave by, crying how bright their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay Rage, rage against the dying of the light And you, my father, there on the sad height Curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray Do not go gentle into that good night Rage, rage against the dying of the light.